Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Our Golden Twenties podcast. My name is Sadie, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tegan. Hey. And today we are chatting, I feel, all about the end of August, beginning of September transition, where you might be going back to school, you might be going to school for the first time, like college, university, or maybe you're relocating for a job, moving apartments. I feel like the beginning of fall, end of summer is really that transitional time for moving and taking on new chapters. So today on the episode, or in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about long distance friendships, moving to a new city, and dealing with loneliness slash living alone. So hopefully, you know, this resonates with some people if you are going through some life changes, and hopefully we can give you some tips to handle it all yeah even outside of like autumn and how this is kind of a theme of august september i feel like it's also just a theme in your 20s and totally like you everyone's going through lots of different changes and that reflects like in your friendships too yeah 100 percent Awesome. Well, maybe that's where we'll start is with friendships. And we've had a few friendship episodes in the past, and I feel like they Mm -hmm. really resonated with you guys. We got lots of positive feedback from that because friendships is something nobody really talks about like openly and like how hard it is to make friends and maintain friendships, especially in your 20s for exactly what you were just saying, Tag. So we have like a whole episode all about ever-changing friendships. So definitely go give that episode a listen. But just to kind of recap what we talked about in that episode, since it was a while ago, I feel like just a great place to start is just reminding ourselves and each other that friendships change throughout our 20s so Mm -hmm. much. And that's, you know, starting with leaving high school and maybe your hometown, moving to college and university, your high school friends might start to drop off or dwindle your relationships with them start to might start to dwindle off your college friends might drop off when you graduate from college or university then you make work friends and maybe you leave your job or your like favorite co-worker switches jobs and then you don't see each other every day and then that friendship changes Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's just normal to have these like confusing thoughts and feelings about friends in your 20s And it takes a lot more effort in your 20s to also build those relationships too. Yeah, like I feel like before when you're in, you know, elementary school or high school, you're friends with the people in your high school just because of proximity. And it's the same with, you know, college and university. You're friends with like the people who are in the same dorm as you because it's easy. But when Mm -hmm. you're out on your own, Like you don't really make friends like that besides maybe at work is the only sort of similar thing. And so it's normal to be like, wait, how do I actually make friends when you don't have the structures of like school or all living in the same neighborhood or anything Mm -hmm. like that? 100%. And I think if you do have friends carry over from university, high school, whatever it is, it's also everyone's, your 20s is this confusing time where everyone's going about life at different stages and different 
ways. So people's priorities change or people's schedules get super busy because, you know, now, I don't know, I can't even think of like a specific example, but just we take on the next stage outside of post-grad, especially at different like points in our life. So that's something to keep in mind as well, where the friendships you do keep from those like school experiences will change and look different when you're no longer seeing them every day as well. So I think that's also just another great reminder is just to maybe even adjust your expectations, especially Mm -hmm. when it's long distance friendships, adjust what you expect from your friend and what makes you a good friend as well. So if it is somebody that you typically saw every single day, you maybe talk to them every single day, and now you only talk to them once a month, and you might feel like, well, we're not really that close friends anymore because we only talk like once every couple weeks or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like you can still be good friends with somebody if you don't – even if you don't talk to them every single day. And I feel like that's one of my things with my friends is – my best friends are the ones that I can go a while without talking to, mm-hmm. maybe a few weeks, sometimes even a few months. But whenever we do talk, we have like really quality catch-ups and really quality chats and we pick up right where we left off. It's – I feel like especially in your 20s, you are leaving behind – well, maybe not leaving behind, but everyone's going on different paths and everyone's availability is different. Some of your totally. friends might not be going to post-secondary or when you're graduating, some of your friends might be doing a post-grad. And it makes it so that everyone's schedule is different. Everyone's you know response time is going to be different to text. It makes it so that some of your friends won't work any weekends, whereas mm-hmm. some of your friends work every single weekend and it's so it's not as simple as well we're all in school so once it's you know Thursday night we can all go out together because we know like we won't have classes and so it just takes a little more of awareness and planning and like eagerness to try and connect with people just because it's not as simple it's a little more complicated 100 percent I feel like one of the things that I do the most to keep in touch with my friends, especially like long distance friends and friends I don't see all that often is using social media to actually be social. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the whole point of social media, but it's so easy to like overlook that. But it's as simple as, you know, they post commenting on their posts, responding to their stories, like sending them DMs that are like actually engaging with their life and like what they're doing And I feel like that goes a long way. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes social media, you just get caught up like double tapping, liking people's posts and you're like, well, they know I saw it. But if you actually comment and like show you care, I feel like that can be like the 2022 version of like maintaining a friendship, you know? And it also just shows that you're still interested in what they're doing. And in my experience, anytime I like react to somebody's story, like they react to my next story, you know, and it just like keeps yeah. the dialogue going without being like, we need to have an hour catch up phone call like yeah. once a week. Like it's very easy to just use social media to actually be social. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. The one thing I do hate though, and this is an unpopular opinion, so I want to share it, but I hate just sending memes back and forth. Like, that's Mm -hmm. one of my biggest pet peeves. Like, 
I'm fine doing that with like you tag or something where it's like we talk all the time. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If you just send me a meme, it's like, oh, that's funny. Like, In addition whatever. to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if it's like somebody you haven't seen for a while and they just send you this meme without any context, without being mm-hmm. like, this made me think of you, like anything, I'm just like so caught off guard. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't understand like where this came from. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just very weird. And I feel like that's how some people use social media. And I feel like mm-hmm. I was listening mm-hmm. to an episode, a podcast episode or I don't know even what it was where somebody was talking about this and like that's how one of their key ways to like communicate with their friends. And I was like, not mm. for me, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an unpopular opinion, but I like to like actually use social media to like engage in like that person's life. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's different to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like what my pet peeve is, is people who spam send TikToks. So I have mm. people who will send like three TikToks in a row in one day. And I'm like, I, I can't. I can't watch three random TikToks you just sent me. Like, I don't know. And then it's always like with no context, there's no conversation around it, just like three TikTok links. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I like sending memes as like a conversation starter. Like I've had people be like, this meme reminded me of when we did this thing. Like, wasn't that so crazy? And then it's like, okay. So it's yeah. the meme plus like a conversation. Yeah, one hundred percent. I can get behind that. Yeah. Like because it like yeah, like you said, like leads to a conversation or something. Yeah. Yeah. I think kind of like in that same vein is if it's sending a meme with as a conversation starter or reaching out to your friends, sending a DM on social media, even texting your friends, just when you think of them, reach yeah. out to them. And I feel like sometimes at least I get like kind of weirded out by it where I'm like, oh, it would just come off so random and like out of the blue. I don't want to catch them on a bad day. Like they're probably really busy. I'll just, you know, reach out a different time. But the few times that I have, and I just recently did this where I hadn't talked to this friend in so long, like I haven't seen her since pre-pandemic, but she just like popped into my head one day and I went through the day like constantly getting these little like reminders of her, like just mm-hmm. things I was doing through the day. It's like, oh yeah, I remember we talked about this one time or whatever. Just these like cues that made me think of her throughout my day. So I messaged her and she like messaged me back right away. and was like, oh my God, it's so great to hear from you. Like, I don't think it would ever come across as like so random and out of the blue no. to the person receiving that message. Like you yeah. appreciate it. It's nice to be know, nice to know that you're being thought of, you know? Mm-hmm. So just do it in the moment rather than putting it off for later and chancing like not ever reaching out to that friend in the near future you know what I mean yeah I'm also a fan of like randomly reaching out to someone and then being like do you just want to like hop on like a FaceTime or like hop on a call because then it's like the best you just like catch up about random stuff and it's not like we're calling to talk about this it's just like we're calling to like catch up yeah exactly yeah I love that too And I think kind of on like if you do want to be more structured with your calls and this is Mm -hmm. something that I do not do but I could like kind of get behind. I'm just not like a phone call person. Yeah. I'm like a texter. So and like I'll send like I'm also not a voice memo person but I feel like maybe I should become one Mm. (laughs) because I sometimes like text like a lot. But anyways, I have like a weekly phone 
conversation with like my family you know what I mean like my parents I call them every weekend and just like catch up but I feel like you could do the same thing with your friends or even if you just have like once a week you call one person and then you rotate through you know different friends or family members like when was the last time you called your grandma you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. if you just sit down once a week and you're like Saturday mornings I'm gonna make my phone time then you kind of cycle through a few different people like I feel that's a great way to like hold yourself accountable and like carve out the time, but you're not like constantly bugging the same person over and over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then by the time you do talk to them again, you have enough new stuff to talk about since it's maybe been like two, three, four weeks since you last spoke or something. Yeah. Well, and even like, I feel like our world is so virtual. It's so easy. Like I've done things with friends where I'm like hey I'm gonna go on like a walk do you want to call and like chat you can walk and then it's like you're like working out together or now like you can watch movies at the same time while on a call and like it's like a traditional hangout except virtual which can be so good especially if you're moving to a new city it still feels like a normal hangout totally yeah I love that so much. And obviously it's nice to like make an effort to like see your friends every now and again, Mm -hmm. like even if you do live far away, I feel like some things that I've experienced is like not always feeling like the effort's like mutual, you know what I mean? Where it's like, I'm constantly going there, they're constantly coming here, whatever. But I feel like, I don't know, these are just some of our like best tips for like while you are, you know, separated from your friends or even family, like. Hopefully these tips help keep you help you keep that relationship maintained. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the next thing we wanted to talk about was moving to a new city. And I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, we've already kind of hinted, I guess, at some of those feelings that come up through that like transitional period, but I think a lot of those same feelings moving to a new, apply to moving to a new city where, you know, maybe you're leaving your friends and there's a lot of change in that part of your life, but also moving to a new city. For me, I've only done it once when I moved from my hometown to Toronto for Mm -hmm. school and moving for school was a lot easier since like we just talked about, you know, like I was put with a roommate on residence and like people in my class like automatically became my friends and it was really quite an easy move to the city but it's I still had a lot of feelings about it Mm -hmm. and it definitely took me like some time maybe a few months to like actually adjust to okay this is my life this is where I live and I feel like it's okay to feel that way or if it takes you longer than you think it would yeah definitely I feel like too when I first moved for school I thought I knew like what I wanted and did all this research and then it like I had the realization of like things weren't as I expected like I had to figure Mm. things out just by doing them like I thought I'd be doing like this type of thing on weekends but then it's like the reality is I wanted to do something completely different and you don't really know until you're there living it and So if you're a planner like me, that's like frustrating to hear, like, I can't just plan how this is going to go, but it really is like, you just have to like, just do it and you will, you know, figure it out and 
figure out your routine and find a place that makes sense for you because you don't even know what great things are out there yet. Yeah. Probably. 100%. I love that. I think that's such a good reminder. And like a reminder I need frequently is like, even if things don't go as planned, like you can still make the most out of it and just yeah change your plan, you know, like yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. not that big of a deal. But for us planners, it can definitely feel like the end of the world when things don't go as planned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think kind of in that vein, it's, you know, just taking time to figure out a new routine. Like I think moving to a new city is probably the biggest routine shakeup you could possibly have. But any life change, starting a new job, for instance, starting mm-hmm. a new school year, like all of that requires or probably results in a change to your routine of some sort. But like I said, moving to a city, it's, you know, probably all new things. So take time to figure it out. Take time to get the lay of the land in your neighborhood. Figure out where yeah. you're going to do your groceries. Figure out, you know, where the nearest liquor store is. <laughs> like things <laughs> like that before yeah. you start feeling like, well, I don't have any friends. I don't like, yeah, you know. I don't like it here. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like for me, every time I start a new job, I'm like, okay, give it like five months to like really decide if this is what you want or not, you know? And I feel like that's a long time, but the same would kind of go for moving to a new city. Like it requires a lot of time. So yeah, something to keep in mind. Definitely. And I think it's a good reminder too, to be like gentle with yourself, especially like it's such a huge change like you're gonna be exhausted you're gonna like I don't know I remember moving for school and we're from a really small town and I had to take like a day the first day I tried to figure out how to take a bus because I'd never been on a city (laughs) bus I didn't know how they stopped because I'd only been on a bus at Disney World and those buses stop at every resort so I just thought they stopped at every single stop And so I took like a full Saturday and I had a friend who I had met who was also from a small town. And we were like, this is what we're doing. We're going to figure out the bus, (laughs) go to the mall. And we like did it together. But it's like nowadays I would be so frustrated with myself if it was taking me that long to figure out. But it's like you have to be gentle with yourself. You're learning new things. And then it's like I did one bus trip to the mall, came back and was like ready for bed because it was such a crazy adventure. But it's like you're learning new things. So, of course, it's going to be tiring. Yeah. Your brain is like stimulated in ways that it hasn't been Mm -hmm. before. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, just learning all those new things. That's so funny. I had the same experience. It was going to the mall, but I was with a big group of girls and it Mm -hmm. was like my probably like, I don't know, actually, it was definitely within my first week of moving to school and we had like our frosh week and part of it was like a scavenger hunt across the city and we took the bus and I remember just being like, I'll let the girls like figure out the bus stop and like how to get us there, but I'll just like pay very close attention to what they do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was like, okay, yeah, I see the stop button here. Okay, good. But that's so funny. It's funny to reflect on, but I remember at the time feeling so uncomfortable too because it's just like yeah. you don't want to feel stupid. You don't want to yeah. ask stupid questions. Like you don't want to embarrass yourself. But I feel like an underlying theme to this whole episode for me, like 
remembering moving to a new city, meeting friends, all that kind of stuff is like growth is so uncomfortable, you know, but you have to do it in order to like unlock the person you want to become or like unlock the dream life you're trying to live. So it's so cringy, but like get comfortable with being uncomfortable is probably Mm -hmm. one of the best things you can do in this situation. Yes, definitely. Even if it's just riding the bus. (laughs) Yeah. Who would have thought? Which now I literally like nap on the bus and like. Yeah, I know. Don't think twice about it. I'm just like, eh, if I miss a stop, it's fine. But I just automatically wake up when I need to. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing is too, that especially for school, everyone else is going through the same thing. Like it doesn't feel like it, or at least that's my memory is it was like, why am I the only one who has no idea what's going on right now? But I guarantee that everyone else, even the people who are going to school in the same town they're from, it's still a new experience. So it's like, totally, it's overwhelming. Yeah. You're not alone in feeling alone. Yeah. 100%. I remember when my parents dropped me off at residence and like moved me in. I don't know. Is residence like a thing in the U.S.? Like what our U.S. listeners I think know so. what residency means? It's like on campus housing, essentially. Yeah. I just never hear the word residence. No. Like talking about U.S. schools. But anyways, that's what we're talking about. But when my parents dropped me off and like they moved me in and then, you know, helped me set up my room a little bit and then they left and I actually like cried for like hours after Aww, because I was just yeah. like the separation anxiety. Like you're just like, oh my God, like it's so scary. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. I'm in Toronto now. Like my parents aren't just like here kind of thing, you know? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, just again, goes to show that it's okay to feel that way. But yeah. my roommate was really, really great. And like, we were able to like talk about it and she had been dropped off earlier. And by the time I got there, like her parents were already gone. So like, yeah. you know, we were able to like chat it through and it was very comforting knowing I'm not totally in this alone. Like I had my roommate, yeah. which was really great. Just somebody to like go through that experience with definitely helped. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think outside of school, though, one of my favorite ways to learn about a city, if it's a city I'm traveling to, if it's just things to do in Toronto, even though I've lived here for years, I still do this, is Mm -hmm. follow local social media accounts and just start a list of places to go, things to try, you know, activities going on that weekend, like whatever it is. Usually it's, I feel like it's like, you know, our like social media version of like a newspaper type thing you know what I mean like new restaurants open events happening and I feel like it just gets me really excited about the city that Mm. I'm traveling to or about Toronto and also once you do start making friends or even if you don't have friends yet in this new city it gives you a place to go like it gives you a mission yeah and a place to go and get excited about so definitely recommend that Yeah, kind of similar is looking into sort of like groups or communities. I know like in Toronto, we have like a woman who freelance Toronto or there's Monday Girl for like the working ladies. There's also like Toronto Social Club or Toronto Girl Social Club or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of similar where they do events or Bumble BFF or even using ClassPass to try out the different workout studios near you. I feel like can also be a really good way to like explore the community and see what's up. Totally. I just 
went to Bumble BFF like last week for the first time Mm -hmm. and I found it actually so cool like the hives that they have like have you seen this tag have you used like Bumble BFF I did but it was a really long time ago like 2018 so I they did not have hives when I was on it now it's like essentially like Facebook groups like right within the Bumble app that's cool but you can like have like public groups so I'm like north of the city like uptown and there's like you know like my neighborhood girlies like have a hive kind of thing and you can just like join yeah Yeah. and I thought that was so nice there were a few others but I feel like if you're looking for like a group of some sort like I found that so nice I don't know I haven't actually joined any group so maybe once I do it I won't be as impressed, but I was just like, this is so nice because it's also like there's a browse tab where I feel like Facebook groups, you kind of need to like know what to look for to land there. But just exploring Bumble BFF, I was like, wow. Yeah. So many options. Yeah. One thing too that I feel like kind of going back to me, like feeling sad when I first moved to the city and like going through those emotions I find actually like being honest with how I was feeling when I was talking to my family and friends was Mm -hmm. one of the best things for me. At the time, I wasn't talking to a therapist, but now I would also recommend that as like a coping mechanism. But I feel like the whole idea of moving to a new city can like look really glamorous on the outside and your friends might just be like, you know, hyping you up and like so excited for you, which is really great. But yeah you might feel pressure to like go along with it and not let them know like actually I'm struggling right now or like actually this is harder than I thought but the more honest you are about it I think the better because if you're just faking it and you're just like yeah my life is so amazing and then you Mm -hmm. hang up the phone with that friend I feel it makes you feel even worse and also like putting on that show can be like extremely exhausting as well so another thing I feel like I'm maybe like bringing the vibes down (laughs) with all these like emotional talks but it's just like the real talk side of things where I feel like yeah that also really helped me it was just like even talking to my sisters like the first time Mm -hmm. I did groceries on my own I literally was texting my sisters sitting on the side of my bed like crying because I was just so stressed about it Mm -hmm. and it's so dumb because now you guys know how much I love doing groceries how much I love going to my grocery store but like I just needed to be like I'm really for some reason anxious to do this and be honest about it and like they were able to give me the courage to like actually go out and do it you know yeah well and the other thing is if you're like I have no friends here I can't figure it out like I don't know where to meet people your friends probably especially if you move to a big city your friends might know friends in the city who can then like connect you or or like even uh, sometimes if you're like, oh, I just want to go out and meet people, a friend will invite you to a party and yeah. then you're in a room with a bunch of people who all live in the same space. Like, yeah, as soon as you like put it out there, that's when I feel like you're given the opportunities to like meet more people. Yeah. And like take people up on those opportunities, you know, like even your family member might be like, oh, you have a cousin there or whatever. And you might just like brush it off. But I feel like even if you don't become friends with that friend, like you're saying, Tag, you might become friends with their friends or like meet people through that person. And it might just be even a great way to just like kind of get your feet wet in your new situation, you know, like just somebody to show you around doesn't mean they need Mm -hmm. to be your new best friend, but it's just someone, yeah, who can get you out there. And yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. I feel like to kind of on that vein, I feel like it's great, you know, to use all those things we were talking about with long distance friendships to maintain your friendships back home or in whatever city that you moved from. But I do think it is important to like prioritize getting out there if it is with Mm -hmm. that friend of a friend or if it is on your own. Like I think you need to really prioritize when you move to a new city, putting yourself out there rather than just constantly staying home, staying inside and just talking to your friends back home or talking to your family, staying within your comfort zone because that you'll never get adjusted if you don't even try, you know? Yeah, 100%. Great. Well, I think we can move on to our last little like segment of this topic that we're going to talk about, which is just like general sort of like loneliness, living alone. And this doesn't have to be you just moved. It could be like you just bought your own place. Now you're living alone. You just broke up with your significant other or you've been here. You moved to a city during the pandemic and now like you only know existing in your own little apartment. You don't know anything outside. Like everyone I feel like experiences loneliness, especially I think in big cities where there's so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. It can make you feel more lonely and especially yeah. post-grad. Like yeah. when you don't have that proximity forcing you to interact with people, like it is definitely a tough adjustment. And I think that was tough for me. It was also tough when my roommate's moved out and then I Mm -hmm. adjusted to living on my own completely and then the pandemic hit and like you said I was working from home like I'm I don't I still don't feel like I feel loneliness but there are times where I'm like what's wrong with me I don't know like how to shake this feeling and it's Mm -hmm. like well it's because I haven't seen people for a long time (laughs) like I haven't seen people all week I haven't left my house all week so yeah it definitely does wear on me I think the biggest thing that helped me and maybe this sounds dumb, but figure out if you're introverted or extroverted. And by that, I don't mean, you know, are you outgoing? Are you not? You know, do you like yeah. hanging out with other people? Do you not? I just mean, figure out, does staying home energize you or drain you? And does mm-hmm. going out energize or drain you? And then from that, you can kind of plan how often you should maybe make an effort to go out. So for me, I am introverted. So that's why I can go days on days without seeing people and I'm totally fine. But if it's, you know, more than five days, say, that's when it kind of starts to get to me. So knowing that I'm introverted, I'm like, I know I need my alone time, but Mm -hmm. I also need to see people like twice a week is like good for me. You know, I don't need to see people every day, but if I plan it out twice a week, I know I'll be good. But maybe if you find out you're extroverted, like maybe you should consider living with a roommate or maybe you plan to go out more often or maybe, you know, you opt to go to the office or a Mm co-working space rather than working from home if you're able to do that. So I think just doing that little gut check is the perfect place to start. So you're like, have that self-awareness and then setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Well, and I like the idea too, if you're like, something doesn't feel right. I don't know what it is. I feel like trying to switch up your routine can be another good thing. Like if you always work from home, 
try one day to not work from home. If you always do YouTube workout classes, try to do like one in-person class and see what that's like. Or if you only ever do in-person workout classes, try one at home. Like any little thing to sort of switch up your routine and experiment, I also feel like can be a good sort of way to see like where that weirdness and energy is coming from. Yeah, that's such a good idea. I think you just also brought up some great points about like even getting out and doing those things on your own. You know, if it is that workout class, if it's doing things that just getting out and about essentially and not just relying on having to do things with other people. So enjoy spending time with yourself and enjoy your own company, but Mm -hmm. also like find things that are just more solo activities like a workout class. That's a perfect example. Like the first time I went to my yoga studio, I didn't want to go by myself, Mm -hmm. not for the actual class, but just like I have weird anxiety about getting there. Once I'm there, like signing up, doing the paperwork, Mm -hmm. like finding the room, finding the change room. Like, I don't know why that's the kind of stuff I get anxious about, but it's like, realistically doing yoga is literally the most like individual yeah thing you can do <laughs> you know what I mean like why was it such a big deal to not go by myself so yeah doing things like that and just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone again to yeah do those things independently yeah even like movies and concerts totally are like I don't know. I feel like there's a stigma around going to like a concert by yourself or going to a movie by yourself. But when you're at those events, you're not really like talking to the person beside you. Yeah. Like it doesn't, it's the getting there and the getting home. Yeah. But during the actual event, you're just like in it by yourself enjoying it. So yeah. Why not do it by yourself? Yeah. Tegan and I went to a Taylor Swift dance party back in July And we met this girl who went by herself and I was like fascinated by this. Like I (laughs) had to talk to her because I was like, girl, did you come by yourself? And she's like, oh yeah, like none of my friends Mm -hmm. wanted to come. And I was just like, that's it. We're officially best friends. Like you are amazing for doing (laughs) this, you know? But I also think like that was so obviously like niche. Like of course you already have something in common, but no, a concert would be the same thing. Like you have something in common with literally everyone around you because you all love Taylor Swift or you all love whatever concert you're seeing, where it also kind of becomes like a community feel where you can just turn to the person beside you and like chat with them. You have common ground already. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny how we get so in our heads about this kind of thing. And yeah. Going to the movies alone is one of my favorite things. Like, yeah. It feels like such a date night, like solo date night. And I yes. love it. Yeah. yeah. I love doing like a cozy movie night. Like, I'm not getting popcorn, I'm getting like a bar of chocolate and ordering tea. And then Ooh. it's like, I feel like I'm watching a movie on my couch, you know? That's so nice. Yeah. It's a good I fall vibe. That. Yeah. yeah. I, how do you feel about eating alone, like dining out? Would yeah, you do I've, that? I've never done it. I don't know. I feel like maybe not with Uber Eats because I get Uber Eats a lot more than I go out. Okay. So I order Uber Eats for myself all the time, all the time. but that's yeah. not the same. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I maybe would. I yeah. like, I've had friends who, 
are European and they would go to bars by themselves and like sit at the bar because that's what you do in Europe, which like people do that here, but it's like definitely not the norm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's so interesting. Like they'd bring their laptop, sit at the bar and then they'd like talk to the bartender. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I've never gone for like a meal on my own unless I'm traveling solo. Obviously it's inevitable at that point. And at that point too, it's not something I'm insecure about but in my Mm -hmm. own city I am like I have an ongoing list of restaurants that I want to check out but I would never just go by myself to one of them Mm -hmm. I don't know why and I am like a very independent person but I just feel like weird about that one but I was gonna say traveling that was the tip my friend gave me was sit at the bar like yeah if the bar is available like you always make friends at the bar if it's with the person next to you if it's with the bartender mm-hmm. like that's a really great way to like solve eating out if you're insecure about it but I know it's been like a thing kind of this whole like take yourself on a date I feel trend has been like new the past like year or so and I feel like eating alone at restaurants has been part of that trend but I've yet to do it and I still kind of feel weird about it even though it'd be the same thing where like it's not that big of a deal like take a book like people watch plug in your podcast like I don't know yeah you just have to tell yourself that you're like a mysterious traveler who's only in Toronto for the day and then yeah and the other thing too is like people will approach you if you're alone like yeah they'll they're more likely to be like friendly with you than if you like show up especially in Toronto like which is kind of like a bitchy city if I'm being honest like (laughs) it's hard to make friends in Toronto but if you show up by yourself like you're way more approachable and like yeah I don't know at least that was my experience traveling but it's like I want that same experience like in the city like to meet new friends Mm -hmm. and stuff but obviously if I show up somewhere with like a group nobody's gonna come over and like introduce themselves and like become my new friend but if I go to a coffee shop by myself and like I'm just hanging out there reading my book like maybe somebody would come over and just like strike up conversation with me you know so definitely anyways just just wondering what you thought about that but yeah (laughs) we can get back on topic here (laughs) yeah I'm pro it I've just never never done it yeah myself yeah and I do think I don't know I feel like I'd be on my phone because I'd be insecure which isn't the vibe yeah but maybe I should challenge myself to do it just to see what happens yeah even just like go get like a glass of wine or something like you don't even have to like commit to like a full meal like yeah at least the first time work up to it you know yeah well I have actually now that I'm thinking about it like if I'm on my lunch and stuff Mm. I've gone and eaten my lunch like by myself at a sit-down place But then it's because it's kind of like you with traveling where like I have the narrative in my mind that's like, I'm on my lunch. I'm a busy woman. Or if it was just like me randomly going, I'm like, I couldn't do that. But for some reason, if I'm on my lunch, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So weird. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think if you don't want to go alone, I'm a huge advocate for being the one to reach out to your friends and make the plans. Like I said, I'm someone who like always has a list of places to go, things to check out on my phone. So when I do reach out to a friend, it's like, I want to check this out 
do you want to come with me? Or like, hey, are mm-hmm. you free? I'm thinking of going here. Like, yeah. you know, let's grab dinner. Let's grab drinks, whatever it is. But I probably, I feel like 90% of the time, I'm the one to reach out to my friends and be like, do you want to meet up? And mm-hmm. I don't just like wait for them to reach out yeah. to me. But I think it's because I live on my own. So like I need to put True, that effort yeah. out there or else I don't see people, you know, and I can't just wait yeah. around for them to reach out to me. So something to be mindful of. I feel like some people get kind of funny with that or it's like, well, I reached out last time. So I'm waiting for them to reach out this time. I'm just like, there's no rules. I want to see people. So I'll yeah. initiate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, or I used to be scared to reach out because then it's like the fear of rejection. Like, Mm. I don't want to reach out because then if they say no, oh, they must hate me. Right. But then you reach a point where you're like, well, if I don't reach out, I never see them. And then they don't like me because we never see each other. And so, yeah, you have to get over that fear a little bit, which is kind of like a theme for a lot of this stuff. Is like yeah. you have to put yourself Face out your there. Fears. You have to be uncomfortable yeah. because that's when the fun starts. <laughs> totally. And this is maybe nerdy, but my sister and I were chatting before I started. Rec- we started recording this, and we're both introverted. We're very similar. And she's like, sometimes too, like I don't even need to go out with people, but mm-hmm. I need to go out. So yes. if that's just going for a walk, you know, moving your body, getting some sunshine, like that's a good reset. But it might even be just going to, say, the mall or like going where there's a lot of other people around where you go by yourself, but you're surrounded by other people. Like for us introverts, sometimes that's all the interaction we need to like recharge kind of thing. So that sounds kind of dumb, but just getting out and about, like taking that initiative yourself, I think is good, regardless if it's meeting up with somebody or just like putting yourself in the middle of like a busy social situation by yourself mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> do you know what I'm trying to say yeah definitely even yeah. sometimes I'm like I need to go to a coffee shop right now I'm like yeah. I'm not I can't order a coffee I need to walk to a coffee shop yeah and then I'll be good yeah that's all it takes yeah exactly we already talked about this but I think a big one for me since I'm working from home exclusively now any chance I get to go into the office, I'm mm. all over it these days because I really think it is a change in the routine like you were talking about, Tag. But it is also that social element that has yeah. totally been removed from my work life. So just wanted to put that out there. Also try co-working with some of your friends. Even if they just come to your house, you go to theirs. Mm-hmm. Check out co-working spaces. A lot of the time there's like day passes or maybe monthly passes if you're really like keen on doing it or even just working from a coffee shop once a week for a few hours even. Mm -hmm. Just again, getting yourself out there, out of your like space, out of your routine, I think can go a long way. Yeah. And I think another thing could be searching for like community events and that kind of thing you can find them on like Facebook Eventbrite like we've been to a bunch of random events we've just found on like Eventbrite and stuff yeah and it's always fun because it's always like like-minded people and like you said totally. Bumble BFF yeah for sure I think the last thing that came to mind for me for dealing with loneliness or living alone especially is I always have something in my apartment with me, if it's like a podcast, if it's Mm -hmm. blasting music, if it's just the TV being on where 
if that wasn't the case, it would just be extremely quiet and I would probably yeah. feel way more alone. But listening to podcasts, like I feel like half the time I feel like I'm part of the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like yeah. if it's music, like I can sing, I can dance. Like I just – I'm not thinking about how quiet or how alone I am. I'm enjoying mm-hmm. whatever I'm listening to. TV shows is one of my favorites. Like when I'm cooking, it's often mm-hmm. like I turn on Friends or Gossip Girl or something in the other room where I don't need to pay attention since I've seen them a million times over. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like listening to that while I'm doing something in the kitchen. And I think this is a big thing when you do live alone especially to feel less alone you know yeah even I find reading which is maybe like the nerdy thing to say but then it's like if I'm reading a book with great characters like it's like the characters become my friends yeah oh I love that so much look at us all hanging out like I'm rereading the Harry Potter series and I'm like oh we're such a cute friend group (laughs) me and this lot but yeah I feel like as long as you're not like doom scrolling on your phone I feel like that will make it worse. If you see your friends and you're like, they have so many friends, they're having so much fun in their new town. Their lives are so great. Mine's so terrible. and I'm lonely. Like it's just going to make it worse. It's not going to help. Totally. Honestly, even on the whole community side of things, like I think it's great to find online communities, you know, and like, yeah, be chatting with people online, however you meet them. Yeah. But I do think like prioritizing, especially if you're feeling lonely, like prioritize those in person mm-hmm. relationships and like in person bonding because often, like, even if you talk to somebody all day on the computer, you can log off and feel just as lonely as if you didn't talk to them at all, you know? So definitely make a point to, like you said, minimize the doom scrolling, but also just like get yourself out there, interact IRL, build those relationships. You'll feel a lot better. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's a good place for us to end this episode. Hopefully you found some good like tips and tricks and ideas for battling that loneliness, especially if you are like going through or about to go through a major life change, like going away to school or moving. It's tough on everyone, but we're all resilient. So I know we will get through it. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks for listening. We put out a new episode every single Tuesday. So make sure you are following us and are subscribed to us so that you see when those new episodes drop. We're also on social media at our golden twenties. So you can find us on almost everything. We also have a Patreon community, which is the best way to show your support for the podcast. The episodes drop early there and there's a bunch of other bonus fun goodies up there as well. So definitely check that out. And don't forget to give us a rating, send us your comments, all that good stuff, and keep coming back. And thanks for listening. Yeah, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.